the hello. <laughs> I surprised myself with the record button. Surprised everybody. Uh, welcome to Fiber Ten Acres. I'm Rick. I'm Ashley. And we're Fiber Ten Acres. We get stuck in that, that loop every time. I know you time. always go straight to introducing yourself, and I was like, no, you're supposed to do our intro. I don't know what the intro is. What? Oh, is it like yeah. a show all about? Oh, okay. a show no, a all about a humorous look at homesteading, horticulture, and husbandry. Not like human husbandry, like how to be a good husband, because I would fail that show. But it's a husbandry as in like making animals Animal make more animals, I think, is and the raising goal. Them. No, and that, never mind. Yes. Yes, I'm. Is that what that means? Well, I mean, it's all of. I don't know why is it it's called all... husbandry. That's weird. We Somebody Google that. that. <laughs> we should. Uh, so what do we got? We have to do. Ashley made a checklist, and so I'm looking at it. <laughs> She's like, "You never actually do things in order, or like we miss half the things." We're like, "That should be a part of the show," and then I forget to do them, and I push push the show along. And I really and, like making lists. And so. she does like me. She made six lists the other day and brought them home for me to look at. <laughs> and she made, I'm not kidding, a list of lists that she should make. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not a joke. There's a list of lists. I have these uh, 1970s, like 20 volume set of um, like old crafting books. Real like, quick, when you said I have these, I thought you were going to say issues or problems. <laughs> no, these are not issues or problems. Well, I guess maybe everyone can decide after I tell them this story. <laughs> so it's a volume of 20 <laughs> books called Make It Yourself. And they're these awesome 1970s like crafting of all different kinds of crafts. And I went through and marked all the pages of things that I want to make. And now I am going and making my own index of all those projects for, for me to then be able to reference back to figure out which book I want to do the project from and why I want to do the project too. <laughs> so the point of this story is that if you're a mental health professional, <laughs> please go ahead and comment on the Facebook page. And uh, if you're willing to help uh, Ashley, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Or just help me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't need help. You need help. Uh, the lists. I did also want to make sure that we commented on the fact that we are really late getting this out. Because we tried. This is our third take. Third or fourth? Yeah. Maybe uh, fourth. Yeah, because uh, we tried first one, sound quality, horrible. As well as what a small well, we, so we nuclear explosion to... <laughs> happened whilst recording. What happened? Uh, we were attempting to do video for it as well on both of these. And the first time, oh, actually, the first time on both of them, we ran out of time. Uh, the the video, we ran out of battery life. Right. And then on the recording, um, I ran into the time I was supposed to get on a webinar. So we ran out of time on that one. The next one... We recorded the whole thing. And then I went to edit it. And the computer installed an update, restarted, and didn't save any of the files. Yeah. So we lost them. Like, somehow it deleted the files. Well, that we I were don't working think we on. actually ever hit save on this. Yeah, I'm just saying. It deleted it. 
So yeah. that was murderous. So we're trying again. Yes. And it's totally going to work this time. Uh, sans video this time because we just needed to get <laughs> to get it up. And I didn't want to get We are still learning yet. the video part of this. But, uh, but yeah, next time we hope to give you all a preview of what it would be like if we had video. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it sans or sans? Well, it's like sans, but okay. I, Do you sound like, like an airy, like a pompous jerk if you say well, sans? I feel like people know like sans. Really? Because <laughs> I say sans all the time at work. Like I feel like I'll people like, don't know what you're talking about then. But if you say uh, sans, like sometimes because that's to how my, it's spelled. Sometimes and... to my coworkers, I'm like, oh, or make my bosses. Mm-hmm. This actually happened just yesterday. I was talking to my boss, and I was like, so what should I be working on? And she was like, I don't know. How about work? And I was like, well, how about sans the attitude, and you tell me. <laughs> what? I was like, how about That's you tell me sans you. the attitude? And she was like, she was like, I don't know right now, okay? It's like, oh. <laughs> That's where the issue is. It's not uh, not that you think I'm not doing it. You just don't know what I should be right. doing. So, ha. And then I knocked over a display. <laughs> part of that story is a lie. <laughs> just gonna say. Which part? Oh, dun, 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 dun. Dun. Uh, I've never said the word sans before in my life. <laughs> That's actually the part. Uh, like, how about you check your attitude? I didn't say that either. No. Okay, that's intro. <laughs> that all was interrupted. We had some. Uh, those are sort of updates on the farm, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we might have a baby sheep soon. Yeah, Whatever. There's be... a word for baby sheep. Tune Bam. in next week. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I was. Gonna, I was at work and I was, I was talking like, put, to I was another girl doing a teaser. Oh, sorry. where I could be like, check, come back next week to find Before, out what a baby sheep is called. <laughs> pretty sure. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Most people, I think, know what a lamb is and i was talking to a friend at work and another girl i was like we should be lambing soon and the other girl walks up and is like do you have animals and i was like yeah <laughs> it's just, what are you gonna have and i was like well, we have sheep so i'm gonna have a lamb <laughs> do people not know this i don't know maybe they don't well, you maybe know what, i'm through... just really mean what, through... i just was like <laughs> what, what I are was... you talking about i'm having a lamb when Lambing I, means lamb. Okay. Yes. Well, I was just to say when I was staying that week at Vicarious Ranch, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, it is kidding season," and I was like, "That shirt looks horrible on you." <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I kept doing it all week. Uh, it's like you're like, I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. <laughs> By the way, thanks for letting me crash. <laughs> uh, they actually just I just shared on our Fiberton. Uh, Facebook page, um, which keeping up with the Clampets and Vicarious Ranch, uh, our sister podcast, they're they are in kidding season right now. So if you want to see, uh, they just shared a live video of, uh, well now it won't be live, but it was live. Uh, them the one of their sh- not sheep goats giving birth to two to three little two little kids. <laughs> That's the cutest. And they're all blue-eyed babies. They're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Go watch that. Go go watch goats popping out of other goats. It's great. It is great. (laughs) It is. I'm pretty sure when I was there, I did the first uh, live goat birth on Periscope. Oh. So that was fun. That was fun. 
Um, what else? Well, what's a new on our farm? On our farm? Oh, we just said. We might be lambing soon. Yeah. Uh, I have to we... do dishes today. Yes. It's on my other checklist she made of chores <laughs> that I have to do today while she's at work because it's my day off. Uh, and you're working on a bunch of dryer balls. I am making a bunch of balls to go in the dryer. Yep. To fluff up your clothes. Which comes to, which I'm making for our sponsor. Uh, who's our sponsor? Our this sponsor week? this week. <laughs> Same sponsor we have every week, Ashley. <laughs> Fiberton Acres. Your source for craft goods and supplies and crafted things. Wait, I'm trying out a new tagline. Oh, she's trying out a tagline. Don't worry, I wrote it down on this she piece of paper. She wrote it down on a checklist. Uh, Fiberton Acres. Gifts and crafting supplies. Hand-raised and handmade from our tiny fiber farm to you. I don't know. As I read it out loud, what do you think? It's, it's so... <laughs> is it too long? You should... Is it too flowery? Your hair is not white enough for that to be your slogan. <laughs> okay, that's or a good blue. point. Need, that's a blue hair slogan. Ours needs to be more... A little Tell bit, us what our slogan should be. A little bit more punk rock. That's you know? true. I like from sheep to skein. I said from sheep to shipment. Uh, sheep to shipment? Because not everything's a skein, where, like, the dryer balls aren't. But people understand not everything. Ah, anyway. No, that's what I'm worried about. Everyone tell us what our... <laughs> We're working on this. We're working on this. Uh, also, uh, so that was our sponsor segment. Go to FibertonAcres.com. Uh, the end. This week in fences. I haven't had much fences this week. Last week, I was fixing fences. Oh, yeah, you were telling him about that. I was like, we've already talked about that, but we didn't. We talked about it. We talked about it, but then we lost the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Ashley went, expanded the fence line, so the sheeples have more more grass, as always. Which is always funny, because Rocky wants to be right where I am the whole time, so makes for an interesting sheep fixing, fencing, sheep fencing, fixing experience. Sheep fence, fence fixing. Sheep fence fixing. Oh, say that. Sheep fence. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. I better not try to say that too fast. Uh, did you do any other fence work? Um, you know, I haven't done any other fence work. Uh, Have you learned anything in fences lately? Um, no, there hasn't been really a lot of new innovations in fencing. No, no, no new innovations. <laughs> Which is actually, weird. we may talk about one. In today's podcast. Well, not new, but it's a fencing thing. Well, wait, isn't there a such thing? I honestly, that, bl- that blank stare was me <laughs> trying to remember what this week's <laughs> podcast is. It's metal. We're so metal. <laughs> I was like, I was what are like, we doing? We're doing cast iron. <laughs> we're Just doing cast not. iron. Oh, I needed to move this, this, and then you could have seen what we Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take a picture of that and put it up. Uh, I was like, what are we doing? Oh, crap. I really don't remember. But I'm holding two pieces of paper with notes. So probably could have just looked at my notes. And we recorded this three times. So you think. (laughs) But I think I thought we were done with it. Moving on. Uh, I was like, are we talking about rabbits? (laughs) We've already done hippity hoppity. Yep. Go listen to the hip hop episode. Um. But that was a great segue. It was beep. No, beep. what is it? <laughs> There's a sound ding effect. Dong. That's what it was. It's not ding dong. You're a ding dong. 
<clears throat> um, cast iron. Cast iron. The earliest cast iron. Oh no, no that's super boring. I'm doing Sammy. this part in that voice. Hold on. The earliest cast iron artifacts date to the fifth century BCE. They were discovered by archaeologists in what is now modern Lehu County in Jiangsu, China. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I am available for voiceover work. <laughs> and that was the the history of cast iron. <laughs> thanks for joining us, everybody. Right, uh, thanks again. No. Uh, no, 5th century BCE. That is... Over 2,000 years ago. Over We got this this time. <laughs> Last two times we had to edit that I part, was like, so. it's like 7,000 years. 7 million years ago. <laughs> I confuse century with millennia. <laughs> uh, so, over 2,000 years ago. That's still impressive. Do totally. 2,500 years ago. I mean, that's 7 million years ago would have been... <laughs> Really, what a dinosaurs were making cast dinosaurs. iron. Uh, yeah, I know 65 million years is dinosaurs. Seven million. What, what, what was seven million? Like, what? were mammoths? Was that a thing? Mammoths were around until quite recently, yeah. actually. So, mammoths were actually the ones that pioneered cast iron. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. Everyone should take all of our words as gospel and. <laughs> This show is okay. for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Nothing the hosts say should be taken as <laughs> historical <laughs> advice or opinion. Uh, and we're stealing from other podcasts now. Uh, By the shout way, out to go listen to Sawbones. It's a great, great show. Uh, so, okay. did you know? I did, because we've done this three times. <laughs> so, in the Netherlands, we know everything now. <laughs> Try and act surprised that the Netherlands... Uh, they use um, the dry sand to make like molds out of, and like not gross molds, but like a mold to pour stuff in. And they would create high quality cast iron cooking pots, and that's where the term Dutch oven comes from for our Dutch oven cast iron ware. It doesn't come from when you fart under the bed sheets and then <laughs> hold it over your partner's face. Whoever came up with that? The Dutch. The, the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. <laughs> They came up with the actual Dutch oven. No, they were wearing no, their wooden shoes and they farted under their blankets. <laughs> and now we've offended every Dutch person that All may Dutch have listeners. ever listened or will ever listen. I wonder if they know that. Did the Dutch know that we call that a Dutch oven? If Do you're they? Dutch, <laughs> go ahead and let us know in the comments. <laughs> that apparently if you fart under the blankets... It's called a Dutch oven. In America. And now everyone else that didn't know that knows that. We're, we're spreading know, like, truth. This is something. Uh, well, did you know that in the West, uh, it didn't become, uh, cast iron did not become available until the 15th century? Which is the 1400s, everybody. You're welcome. Because the <laughs> 0 to 100 was the first century, but it starts with a 0, so like, anyway, yeah, so 15th is... <laughs> centuries of 1400s and its earliest uses included cannons and shot which is the stuff you shoot out of a cannon and then henry the eighth initiated bullets, the casting right? of cannon in england oh well i to oh, add to that henry the eighth oh, i am <laughs> sorry go ahead uh 
Was that talking about coming here in the Americas? <clears throat> Not in the Americas. Okay. Henry so VIII he... wasn't American. Oh, I right. should have cleared that up. Sorry. Henry VIII <laughs> was English. Well, I didn't know if you started so with, he... with, uh, No, in the West. Come over here. Like the Germans and the English and I the French. I wasn't listening. I noticed. The, <laughs> the point of that story. Uh, the Americas. There's evidence that... And maybe even the Dutch. Sorry, I just have to throw that out oh, there. They might have had cannons. There is... They say that... Okay, so I'm getting this from HobbyFarms.com, and they said that there is evidence that some metal casting was being done prior to the colonization of the region. I don't know. It just says metal casting. But it was... Uh, Wait, by the natives? I don't know. I've that's, never that's heard why of I was that. Like, I don't, I'm not positive. It, but, I mean, I am not... By any means, a historian or an archaeologist. Uh, but it was the Europeans who brought over the more advanced metal casting techniques, hmm. uh, including cast iron. So, uh, and it quickly became, you know, it, it, the material quickly became super dependable for the um, fledgling colonies because they needed something to cook on. Right. And, yeah, so, okay, well... Oh, and I forgot to mention, in Japan, um, they have these ornate teapots that are out of cast iron called tetsubin. Yeah, they're the little squatty ones. Yeah, they're really cute, and they're, yeah. I could see, that would be good for tea, because it would hold the heat, probably, for a while. Yeah, it holds the heat really well, and uh, it uh, the, the shape of it. The reason it's squatty. There's actually a reason for that. Uh, it, it it gives you the most surface area at oh. the top so it can boil faster. And then at the bottom, where it's slightly narrower, there's a reason it's slightly narrower at the bottom as well. Uh, like, yeah. There, there's a reason it's shaped like that. I didn't look into it. I should have. I had, like, days to look into why the tattoo <laughs> is shaped how it is. Well, that's... I, I kind of want one now. You, you kind of put it on the list. Collect them all. <laughs> you want so also one of everything we've done a podcast on. Yep. <laughs> um, well, did you know that in 1896, Joseph Lodge founded Lodge Manufacturing, which is one of America's oldest cookware companies in continuous operation. A good old Lodge, if you Lodge don't look at cast iron cast iron now it's probably lodge and they're from south pittsburgh tennessee we got real excited that it was from the area that we live now but, but it's not alas yes we're we're close to pittsburgh pennsylvania which is spelled with an h at the end and this is pittsburgh tennessee with no h at the end <laughs> that's that's the point of that story it was a tiny town and it uh it's along the Tennessee River beside the Cumberland Plateau. I don't oh. know why I felt the need to make a note of that and tell you guys, but <laughs> there you go. I now thought it know. was important last week when I did the research. Now you know about Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And yeah. now you know the rest of the story. So tell me more about Lodge. You told me like about... Remember before you told me about like keeping their employees. Oh, during and stuff? <laughs> uh, during uh, the Great Depression, people weren't able to afford uh, to buy the cast iron cookware and stuff, so sales were going down. And he didn't want to uh, fire people. 
because the town has about 3,000 people in it, or had mm-hmm. at the time, and he employed, like, the most of anyone in the area. So he switched to making knickknacks and doohickeys and uh, baubles and trinkets out of cast iron, such as can openers, little decorative gnomes. Uh, I want a decorative gnome! <laughs> I need to stop mentioning things in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, he switched to making small, affordable things to keep uh, keep the furnaces burning, basically. Literally. Literally. Uh, and yeah, Lodge, cool. uh, currently, they they now do seasoned pans. They do pre-seasoned oh, right. stuff. But yeah, that... normal, like when I go to the store now, you know, we're... The cast iron store. That's where I go. <laughs> Whenever you see them, you see them seasoned, and I never, never really thought about it. But yeah, a lodge didn't start that until uh, the early twentieth century or twenty first century. Just two, like the two thousands, the two thousands. I think it was like two thousand nine, is when they started. Two thousand nine. Yeah, when they started sell or six. So. I didn't make a note Very of that recently. part, so I'm going off of memory. <laughs> it was the yeah, the early two thousands. The early knots. And uh yeah, before that you had to buy it, you had to coat it in your oil, you had to stick it in the oven, you had to Wait, heat it up to four hundred season right now. Yeah, you had to heat it up to four hundred degrees and leave it in there for thirty to thirty minutes to an hour. Good job. Now Thank everyone you. knows how and to season. That's, when you do that, sure. when you do that, it creates an actual chemical bond mm-hmm. between the like the heat uh, of that with the oil and the iron, and they actually chemically bond together and become a different substance. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, so people will tell you like, "Oh, don't use metal on it, or you'll flake off your." Uh, it's called something. Season. I feel like that comes from Teflon. Like, they thought that, like, because Teflon, you're not supposed <laughs> to use metal, and then they were just like, that's probably true for all your cookware. Right. It may be, yeah. Because, uh, actually, the season makes it non-stickish. Mm-hmm. Like, not as non-stick as Teflon, right. but it does make it, actually, pretty non-stick. Uh, and people would be like, oh, you'll flake it off, but it's, it is a, like, cellular or molecular level bond. Like, electron it's sharing electrons and that's it's a hard bond to break that's the oh, point of that it's a oh. hard bond to break here's a slight <laughs> rant uh cast iron is so much better for you than uh teflon don't use teflon don't teflon's got like aluminum and stuff in it that like or no some no other... it doesn't it's no the, i uh... mean there's something in the teflon that's got like some chemicals that can flake off and can't be great for Yeah, no, you. you're not supposed to eat Teflon. Yeah, that is for that's sure. probably not. And it doesn't last, like, you have to get rid of your Teflon pans after, like, a couple years or something. So, get cast iron. Because you can have it forever and ever. Yeah, because I was talking to a girl from work. Uh, she, uh, her family was in the auction business, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and so she would buy uh, cast iron whenever it came up mm-hmm. for sale. She said at auction, she would like scoop it up because she liked it. Uh, she has the little corn shaped muffin yeah. tins. She has the bunt tins like, that There's... make the little bunt I cakes. Uh, she had, oh, what was she telling me? She has all the bread pans. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I have all of that. Uh, some of which she looked and they're like stamped at the bottom. Right. And some of them are like over a hundred and some odd years old. She was like, yeah. they're like, some of them, I think she said her oldest was like 150 years old. It's kind of crazy. And that's why like people, like, I think, you know, it died out some when the other metals kind of came into use for cookware, but I think it's coming back. Like people are. Well, it is coming back. As a matter of Tell fact, me about it, Rick. Wow, uh, <laughs> we're just working a, on our segues today. <laughs> Ding. There's a, <laughs> there's a uh, there's a place in uh, Syracuse, New York, that I saw on an Anthony Bourdain special that yeah. I really wanted to talk about. On this, this actually was the whole reason I brought up cast iron was <laughs> I wanted to talk about this place. It's called Burrow Furnace. It's a metal casting workshop, and their products are made by hand in small batches using traditional casting processes. Uh, so it's these two people, basically, and they run a uh, cast iron foundry where they pour, they use the uh, sand molds. Yeah. They do the whole shebang. Wow. Old cool. school style. Yeah. Uh, they run everything... Uh, more environmentally responsible, so they used uh, old fryer oil oh, to uh, run their furnace and stuff like that. And it was founded in 2011. Oh, so it's very so it's new. new. Too. Yeah, and that's that's uh, cool. Like, yeah, so it's coming back in that now. There's artisanal uh, cast iron. Like you can support these artisans who are bringing back, you know this yeah uh this thing uh however i will say i was looking and their cast iron pots are like over 200 bucks for like a, a skillet they're definitely like super small batch yes they're they're made to order like they wait until they have enough orders to run a batch oh, and then they okay. run it so if you order one like you might have to wait but i mean snap that's cool like you know I, we talked about first two times we've recorded this <laughs> uh the i think like the thing with cast iron that's kind of fun or at least for me like you start off with like your thrift store pieces or like we've actually found um a harbor freight unseasoned skillets uh, yeah they were for, like, like 20 bucks that's or something. what i was gonna say yeah uh and totally great way to like figure out how to do how to season your stuff and um you know just a cool way to like see if you like working with cast iron uh but then once you have it for a while you totally see like the lodge stuff and you're like oh i need one of those i need that little cornbread thing uh so i could see like moving up to like the point where you're like i want that one like fancy like you know specially made piece oh yeah yeah like, like it's, uh, if you're, like, one of those people, like, if you live in the kitchen, like, it's your jam. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing of, like, uh, I was talking to my old, uh, uh, this old, this chef I knew, uh, when I was working in the kitchen, and he had, like, his chef's knives, uh -huh. which were decent quality chef's knives. They were German, mm -hmm. like, each of them was probably, like, around a hundred bucks, but he had this one knife that was a Japanese chef's knife that his friend got him in Japan. Mm -hmm. 
and it was it's like hand beaten oh, wow. uh folded like it's yeah, like made like a samurai sword that's but cool. it's a chef's knife a japanese chef's knife right uh-huh. and his friend had like said it was more than 300 bucks oh, wow. that he paid for this right so like a really nice chef's knife mm-hmm. that frankly it's not so much better than the other ones but it's so much better and cooler right you know yeah. like like you have that yeah it'll still cut me and the hundred dollar one will cut me it makes meat. you feel special while you're using it and, and that's what that's what he always said is like yeah he busts it out only if he's doing something that he wants to remember cooking he oh, won't use cool. yeah he was like i won't use it on bad food it's like a you know it's like, like blasphemy. You also busted out when you're like when people are watching you. Yeah, like, or when there's the new guy in the kitchen and you want to show him what and I quote, I will shiv you with if you cross me. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that was that was actually why he busted it out at first. He's like you want to see something great? Did that whole story. I was like, "Wow, that's a cool knife." And he's like, "Yeah, it's the one I'll shiv you with if you ever cross me." I said, "Fair enough." And that's a nice way to go. That's, I you guess, know, like, <laughs> quick. Well, that's something to be proud of. Uh, uh, and speaking, of, like, totally go check out like your thrift store, and even if they have like something that's rusty or yeah, you can totally like, just sand that, mm-hmm. and then use. Uh, if you want to be like Burrow Furnace, use organic flax oil. That's what they use no. to season. Yeah, I just use like. Well, actually, I'll post too the Hobby Farms. Um, article that I've been reading off of because they also have at the end um, some uh, extra links and one of which is how to clean and refurbish and then some cooking tips and different foods to different different recipes and stuff too. Uh, okay. Well, here you go. You brought up cleaning. Okay. It's rant time. Actually, it's quiz time. Okay. Okay. How do you clean Cast iron. A, only use water and a scrubby. B, water scrubby and uh, mild soap. Mm -hmm. Or uh, salt and a paper towel, but no water. Okay. Or, oh, what's the last one? Oh, never. Never clean it. it. Just scrape it off with whatever you have laying around, be it a metal spatula or a wooden spoon. Which of those do you think is correct? Do I give a... I know the answer, so do I give the real answer? What do you want here? Go ahead. What do most people think? Most people think, like, no soap. Right? A lot of people think no water. I've, I've actually heard that before. Oh, okay. And uh, I've heard other people... Like, these are all things I've heard, right? Right. Oh, except for the metal. I, so, most everyone thinks you can't use metal on it. I don't know that I've ever heard that, though. I totally have, and that's wrong. So, the thing is, all of those methods are acceptable for cast iron. As like, long as you dry it really well, because it will rust... And, uh, I always put a little bit, you know, just give it another quick coat of oil to make sure that it doesn't rust. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, but I just coat the inside. I don't coat the outside as long as I've dried it well. So, uh, 
the the same chef I was talking about, mm-hmm. my friend, he when we had like two cast iron things in the entire kitchen. <laughs> and when he used them, he would throw them back in the oven, turn the oven up to like five or five or six hundred, just all the way up and leave stuff in there. He would just leave them in there for like 20 minutes. And then he would, you know, let turn it off, let him chill a while, pull him out, let him sit out. And uh, that was his cleaning method, was to just char, <laughs> just, just burn, burn everything off of the top and bottom and dry it off. That smelled nice in the kitchen. Oh, do you, do you have those overhead? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't recommend don't, that at home, though. Cause no, don't do it yeah, at like... will smell. But yeah, that was what he did. He was just like, what? He's like, it sterilizes it. Because I was like, what if there's food left on there? He's like, it's not food when we're done. <laughs> it is charcoal, man. Uh, uh, oh, so, speaking of charcoal, we didn't mention the the coal. Oh thing, my goodness, the Dutch oven. we missed that. Yeah. So Dutch ovens traditionally are flat topped with uh-huh. a little ring around the outside. Right. Uh, you've seen them. Those you mostly like get at like camping like, stores, yeah, and you see that used more in camping. Yeah. Uh, the home ones tend to have the domed lid. Yeah, like I have an uh, enameled. Enameled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it has the domed lid. Right. But the ones with the flat lid and the ring around the outside, the mm-hmm. lip, uh, those are rated the size by coals, or used to be. I don't know if they still are. Yeah. So you could buy one that's like a four coal or an eight coal or whatever. And uh, what that is is like you stick it in the fire, okay. in the coals. Right. And then you put coals on top as well so it heats evenly from the top and bottom. And the rating is how many coals fit along the Around outside. The top? Yeah. Uh, which is, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I have seen, I haven't actually used a Dutch oven while camping. Oh, see, I did when I was in the Scouts. But it sounds delicious. Yeah, we... Uh, Anything camp food is delicious. Totally. So. We had canned pineapples. Oh, yeah. And then flour and sugar and whatever else it is you use and we made pineapple upside down cake in our dutch oven Ooh, that sounds awesome yeah oh, pineapple upside down cake. oh it was it, <laughs> dude it was totally great because like you make all the other food first uh-huh. right and uh the nice thing about the dutch oven is like each you know you make the beans in it or whatever you transfer it to something else and like to clean it you just whoop, bloop, rinse it super fast rinse and, it in the yeah. in the river and oh, then right Stick it back on, right? And then while you're eating the food, you throw the Next ingredients thing. for the pineapple upside down cake in there while you're eating the dinner, and you got dessert waiting. About to come out of that. Oven. Now I want to go camping. I don't want to go camping. <laughs> when it's warmer, I want to go camping. We should talk. We should do an episode about camping I, and hiking. And how <laughs> much we differ on this. <laughs> uh, we have evolved to not hike. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Do we have anything else on cast iron? Uh, what do I have? Uh, oh, when I mentioned the, like, segue of uh, fences, there are, like, iron gates. And oh, stuff. there are cast know. iron fences. So uh, They're usually decorative. Uh, they usually are in front of a haunted mansion. Oh, quite frequently, yeah. yes. Uh, actually, it is. it attracts ghosts. Right. I've so. heard. You're, you're going <laughs> to let me have that? You're just going to agree? I, I'm the one who said Haunted Mansion, so. <laughs> and by the way, according to Improv, you're supposed to say yes and. 
Oh. So you're supposed to add to it and see how ridiculous this winds up being. It's yes and. Okay, next time. <laughs> Stay tuned next time for yes and. <laughs> would be the worst show. I need somebody to check me. Uh, um, before you look. No. Uh, so. Uh, what else? That's about it for Cast Iron, folks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Let us know. Uh, your you favorite cast like iron. Do? Yeah, like send us like pictures to... of your yeah. cast iron uh, posed in uh, uh, new mm. fancy ways. If you can, <laughs> go ahead and you know so your fun. your cast iron in a bikini, your cast iron <laughs> outside, your your cast iron in a tree. Wait, just... like, are you wearing the bikini, or is your cast iron wearing the bikini? Yes. Both. <laughs> I was trying to picture a cast iron skillet in a bikini. That was what I was picturing when I said that. Uh, um, and, oh, weren't we going to talk smack about a friend on this one? No, we didn't have a friend to talk smack about cast iron. No, although it was funny, uh, like, I don't know, five days ago, one of my friends, Miss Gabrielle, uh, posted something about cast iron. And I was like, hey, we're doing it podcast on that i promise we didn't just steal the idea from you <laughs> so gabrielle we didn't steal the idea from you uh so we have some some awesome awesome peeps this uh week that well actually it was last week that yeah. gave to our patreon and are now our patrons on patreon so since you guys are the first three you get you shout, outs. Get shout outs boom boom uh First and foremost, or like in order, first? yeah, in, in, in order, order of in which they signed up, uh, we have the Vicarious Ranch keeping up with the Clampets podcast. That's right, our sister podcast is one of our sponsors, is one of our patrons, which is Isn't pretty awesome. The, yeah, it's it's so adorable and awesome. Uh, and then we have um, uh, your aunt, yes, Moran, my aunt Moran. Who uh, is wonderful and is our second was the second person to sign up. I feel like your uncle Tony might have been part it, of that. Yeah, show. it might have been Moran and Tony, but but it says Moran. So yeah. Uh, so shout outs to you guys, and third, your old uh, supervisor slash friend now. Yeah. Current friend, former supervisor. <laughs> yeah, Tamara. So that was super sweet and super exciting to see our friends and. Uh, you know, loved ones support us. So thank you all for making this happen. That helps us to actually pay for, actually, I think we reached a, a small milestone with that of being able to pay for our SoundCloud yes. uh, membership. So. so now we're not going into the hole making this podcast yes. by like a dollar. I think yeah. we're like a dollar over. Uh, so real quick, I have a food story about all three of those sponsors. You do? I do. One, uh, Christy at the Vicarious Ranch, uh, Keeping Up with the Clampets, is the world's greatest cook. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, like, we're talking, she doesn't have Michelin stars because they don't normally Michelin star a, a uh, farm. farm to table. <laughs> that doesn't actually do business as a restaurant, but I will make up some sort of Michelin star. We and totally take it should. there to her because it's the, the fiberton stars. Yes, it is the most delicious food. Uh, to Moran, uh, okay, so we used to eat at my grandma's mm -hmm. all the time, 
and I don't remember anything specific about my rant, but I do remember Tony puts ketchup on mashed potatoes. What? I've, saw, I've <laughs> seen him do it. I've seen him do it. And I was like, well, why are you doing that? So that happened. Okay. Uh, and then Tamara, whenever I think about Tamara, uh, I remember when we went to that really cool Italian restaurant in oh, Eugene, yeah. right next to Sweet Life, mm-hmm. the bakery. I and don't know if that... Is still there or not? I, we never knew it was there, though. It's like a tiny hole in the wall. Yeah, like, awesome. it doesn't even look like a restaurant from the outside. Uh, and that was some really good uh, Italian food. Yeah, that was awesome. So, there you go. There's food three stories. Three food stories about our three patrons. Thank you guys again. <laughs> and if you want to join them, go to Patreon, which is P A T R E O N dot com slash Fiberton Acres to find us and um you get uh, depending on what level you give um you get bonus content early access t-shirts props mugs uh yeah you'll you'll see yeah it's super cool um and then we have thank yous it says here at the end so we need to thank (laughs) he's referring back to the list again we need to thank uh all the apparatus for letting us use their song the aeronaut for our intro and outro uh that song gets stuck in my head every time i I listen to this podcast yeah um we also need to thank the spoons it's supposed to be spawns like sponsors oh we just did that yes with the patreon and Uh, and if we ever have additional sponsors Right, here. right. <laughs> uh, and we need to thank our listeners, those of you who've listened. We're over five hundred views. Over five hundred. That's listens. Yeah, listens. Used. That's that's over half a thousand. Yeah, we're over half a thousand. We're like super excited. Yeah. Today, so thank you for doing that. Like, because I'm like, what? I hope that's... that you're enjoying it, and let us know if there's topics that you want to, you know, check out and listen to next time. And where you can let us know. Is on the Facebook page for Fiberton Acres. You can tweet at us at Fiberton Acres. You can tweet at at the one Rick. I think it has underscores in between it. I don't actually know. Uh, uh, we're on Instagram. We're on the Insta. We're on Snapchat. Well, well not we the business. Just are. me. <laughs> just the two of us. We've got. We're not awesome with it. But... No, just go to your <laughs> just go to your stuff and find us. You know how to find people find... on social media platforms. Why are we telling find you? Find Fiberton to yeah. find us. It's so uh, easy. Or shoot us an email, info at FibertonAcres.com. Check out the blog, blog.FibertonAcres.com. Send us your favorite farm story. We'll read it live on the air. If it's Ooh. not horrible. Please right. use punctuation. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh my goodness. That we Okay, we're done. Recording, so hopefully we can edit, and hopefully it, we can get <laughs> it on are, the internet. If you hear this, we we've succeeded. We, we have succeeded. That was a high five. That oh, was it was really super loud. loud. Look at that! It <laughs> spiked all over the place. Um, uh, thanks everybody. Thanks everybody for listening. See, well, no, they won't hear. We see don't us. do. No, what we do is we just go. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. That's how we do it. That's how we end oh, the show. Okay. Why would you? That's not on the list. I didn't know. I didn't put that on the list. Okay.